It's part three in program one of a two-part, a program that pays tribute to a famous son of Gronobraher in Cork City. This evening, family and friends of John O'Shea, the singing fireman, have gathered to talk about a man of many talents. Well, earlier, Jimmy Crowley spoke about how generous John was with his time and how willing he was to help anybody who required information on songs, the history of the north side, even down to how to bake proper brown bread and cook a proper curry. So, from Jimmy Crowley's point of view, what was it like to be in John's company? Well, there was no, no bullshit about the fireman. He was very, what you see is what you get. And uh, I've been up in that house with his wife, Patsy, and, and uh, the boys many times. And he'd tell us straight, like, and uh, he had a great interest. He, he'd, he'd, he'd a bigger span than most men know. He understood kind of things like the, the context of things in a different way. He was very much very well aware of what was going on. He was good for the channel. He knew that there was a, a musical revolution going on in Ireland at the time, a cultural revolution actually. And yet he was quite happy to sing Hank Williams stuff. He to, he loved that stuff as well. Loved the, the Stan Whitman and all that kind of stuff. And John was a performer as well, like as well as a, as a as a tradition bearer, a kind of a an, et, an ethnographic kind of a man. He was also in a, just a down a really good old performer. He go up and do a show, and I think we were out in the rent together one time with Frosty, and I think it was very funny years and years ago. When I went to do this in a more academic way as part of my degree in folklore, I choose kind of certain songs about the north side and John was one of my main men behind all text. You know, I've quite a bit of him speaking and it was very interesting. So I'm very grateful to him. He was very much into history and of course coming from the north side, steeped in history, especially bowling and hunting and all that sort of thing. Oh, he was, of course. And and, and, and he was very well up, uh, John, on who designed the houses in the north side. You know, the, when the council started, when the Red City was brought in and you had green fields and then you suddenly you had this tumultuous kind of building that went on, which I wouldn't think was very nice for, for many people that had the memory of the old ways and the kind of the lanes, you know, in where, where my p- people came from, the, the Carney's Lane and all those places. They were like country, they lived like country people, the doors were always open. But John had a great knowledge of that, who the architect was and who the councillors at the time and he's... You know, he could tell you about the, the hall and the kind of bands that play there. You know, sort of very valuable man. I was hand over my the stuff that he gave me very freely, maybe put into some kind of library or something of the Northside Project because that's where it should be. You know. <laughs> Treasures are made up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what would I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel I'm home in this world anymore. I found another way over in glory land, and I will not let up until I shake her hand. She's waiting there for me at heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what would I do? 
the angels beckon me from heaven open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Way over in glory land, we live eternally. The saints on every hand are shouting victory. Their sweetest songs of praise ring back from heaven's door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, no, I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what could I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. The Singing Fireman and a song called I Can't Feel at Home in This World Anymore. Back in the days when John O'Shea was growing up in Gronobrohar, a very thin line separated city from country, and it wasn't unusual for people who were born and bred in the city to have an interest in rural activities. In fact, quite a number ended up working for farmers. John O'Shea was no exception. Jimmy Crowley explains how this was not unusual at a time when sprawling estates and suburbs of Cork City were not there to gradually ease you from urban to rural. Well, you see, as I was just saying to you, like my dad told me that the larks were singing. You hopped over the ditch and you were into open country, between all the way to Kerry or to, to Blarney, at least, was just... So I could imagine, John, there were farmers all along there. The crappy Bysher was right, which is a great landmark in the north side, was right up in the country one time. I don't know, could you find it now with all the, the building that's... But I'd like to have a look up there sometime. But uh, he was a really interesting man. You know, you felt you were in the presence of, of a, a different kind of a guy, that he knew a lot more and he was aware of where he stood in the community, you know. Part of John's farming career brought him to work for Father O'Flynn, who was known simply as Flinny. Father O'Flynn was a legendary Irish figure who became internationally known for the methods he developed for overcoming speech defects after he had been featured by the BBC in the edition of It Happened to Me, which was televised on the 17th of January 1961. The film was awarded the Bronze Dove at the International Catholic Festival at Monte Carlo and has been sold to television stations in many lands, adding still further to the legend of Father O'Flynn. According to Sean O'Shea, seemingly Father O'Flynn or Flinney wasn't the easiest of employers. There was an awful lot of the countryman and John. I think... Well, he worked for a farmer, didn't he? He did. Yeah. Worked for Father O'Flynn. Yeah. The famous Father O'Flynn, who was, I believe, a difficult enough <laughs> employer, you know, and yeah. didn't pay very well. <laughs> but um, he used to deliver milk for Father O'Flynn every morning and milk round. But I think the place he was born was called the Croffy Boy, which would be... At that, at that time, when John was born, I'd say, you know, there was no knocking Heaney or anything sort of thing, yeah. you know. But uh, even though he was a city man, he was also a countryman, you know.
I suppose you met him through music and singing, but yeah. I, I was going to ask you, did you meet him through your time teaching Grada Brahar in the north side or no, no I met him through I met him through singing I remember uh, I think it was around 1960 maybe that uh, again at the time in Lent there would be variety concerts and I was just starting singing and uh, I got a slot with a variety group that were we did a nine-night tour of Munster and the the leading act at that time was Eamon Kelly. That's where I got to know John and I think we struck a good friendship. It was on a summer's evening in the very month of May I was coming from the fair in Campamore I was driving home a party pair of heifers by the way When by chance they stepped inside a cottage door Now I just stepped in to light me pipe as any man might do When going to or coming from a fair When I spied a pretty colleague with two eyes of melting blue Which had faith in my heart felt very queer I don't remember down the old boring where the hot heart blossoms are in bloom And to sit by the gate on the old bossy seat Or whisper into Kate Muldoon I was coming from the farm down the neighbouring boring When I met sweet Kitty dripping like a fawn Oh she gave me such a smile till I felt like in a dream and I never slept a week that night till morn. Now the next time that I met her, sure I told her of my love. She tripped and nearly let her basket fall. And she, she go on your skimmer with a gentle little show. And added as me father that was all. I love to ramble down the old boring, where the hot fog blossoms are in bloom. And to sit by the gate on the old mossy said, a whisper in the kid Muldoon. I was trashing in the barn when my father came one day. See Patsy Murphy, what was this I heard? You've been talking to me, daughter, now what have you to say? Was your faith I couldn't say a single word? And said, Patrick, me son, I get to see you settle down in life. And since you love me, daughter, and I'll have you fairly won, I shall hope time you can make the girl your wife. I don't ramble down the old morning, where the heart on blossoms are in bloom. And you sit by the gate on the old mossy seat, a whisper in the gate Muldoon. And you sit by the gate on the old mossy seat, a whisper in the gate Muldoon. The singing fireman John O'Shea with a song called The Story of Kate Muldoon. Well, attempting to conjure up an image of a fireman and a musician and singer baking brown bread together doesn't really come easily. But then again, this was no ordinary fireman, and paired with John White, a man game for any bit of crack, the image of the two baking bread does come a little easier. And uh, he was a very, very good baker. 
Yeah, I, I, I remember one night, uh, one evening actually, we were playing somewhere and we were talking about baking brown bread or something anyway. He said, ah, I have a recipe, he said, that I got from my great-grandmother of brown bread. And I was interested in this, quite honestly, you know. And I called up, his, he said, come up, he said, someday, and we'll bake a loaf of bread together. <laughs> and did you? We did. Yeah. We did. I, I mixed my lot and he mixed his lot and we used the two different trays. Now I was going by his ingredients of course and it was magnificent bread. It was it is it is magnificent bread. I, I still have the recipe like, you know? And that's one of the great memories I have of John. Then he'd go on from there, he was <laughs> a great man to make a curry. He had a gr- and like the ingredients would be the, the ingredients would be, would be quite simple, but it tasted magnificent. It tasted magnificent, really enjoyable. But he would say, kind of innocently enough, he'd say that, "Look, you can make a curry with a tin of tomato, uh, tomato segments, chopped tomatoes, yeah, chopped tomatoes yeah. is right, yeah, or mushrooms." And he said, "Like you can add the curry after and and." and leave it soak away for a couple of hours <laughs> and, and, uh, and marinate as I say no and was it a, a strong curry or, or medium or it would be a mild curry oh mild curry a mild curry yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but you know he is he, I'm sure Tony will tell you a lot more about him in regards to gardening he was a mar- marvellous gardener marvellous gardener in the back of his house where he lived he had a beautiful garden and all his vegetables were all fresh you know yeah. I, I don't think he, he he would be buying much vegetables in the, sh- in the shop at all you know mm-hmm. he grew them himself you know I'm just yeah. thinking brown bread and curry you wouldn't want to stray too far from home after it <laughs> no <laughs> it could get a bit exciting alright <laughs> the, brown, the brown bread then was, was beautiful like I absolutely. suppose like we remember from the old days yeah oh absolutely mm. it was beautiful it was beautiful to, to, to eat and, and, and still is you know he, and he would explain to you in detail that you could kind of go uh, you could put in a different kind of uh, ingredients in it if you wanted uh, kind of for instance you could use honey instead of using brown sugar. He felt himself that the honey was quite expensive, like, whereas two spoons of brown sugar wouldn't be as expensive. Or small little things, but there were... There were, uh, there were uh, I could spend hours with the man. And I, he got this recipe from his great-grandmother. His great-grandmother, yeah. yeah. That's what he told me, yeah. yeah. And uh, we had we had, uh, we had had loved the times together. And that basically completes Programme 1. My thanks to all who took part. And all who took part return with more next week at the same time for the concluding programme paying tribute to John O'Shea, the singing fireman from Gronabraher. Likewise to you for joining us once again. Until Sunday evening next on Where the Road Takes Me, from all on the programme and myself, John Green, have a good Sunday and a great week. Goodbye for now.